This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. And this episode is sponsored by Playbook Products. Playbook Products is a really cool company who puts your favorite sports plays on products such as coasters, posters, backpacks, and coffee mugs. Uh, You could relive your favorite moment or play with Playbook Products today. Yes. And Breezy, didn't you... Didn't you order something yourself? What did you, which I, play did you order? I ordered the greatest Predators plays on uh, leather coasters and uh, the greatest Kings plays on leather coasters. Because uh, I, I, I obviously know those plays very well for the ones that I had ordered from. And I thought that would be pretty cool. We like to hang out and have some cocktails at nighttime and are always looking for coasters. And I'm tired of using a hockey puck for my coaster. So that's what I did. Heck yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to uh, for you to show them off here when you get them in the mail. I haven't ordered my poster yet because I'm not home. And okay. it's just going to be like, I, I, it's like knowing you've ordered a gift for yourself, but you don't know when you're going to get to see it. So I want to like, I'm going to wait and I'm going to order my yeah. Patrick Kane goal um, on a poster and decorate my home set for the podcast <laughs> but there you go playbookproducts.com is awesome they have everything Every, all the plays across all the sports not just hockey uh, make sure to check them out playbookproducts.com absolutely and this is episode 24 wow can you believe I that uh i mean no i can't i feel like it's been like two episodes yeah. to be honest uh we've talked to so many great people and um, I just feel like we just keep learning so much more about anybody and everybody in the sport, not only in North America, but all over the world. Exactly. Because so. this week's guest is, well, he's not from Australia, but he lives in Australia, Greg Savoy. He is the host of the Pucking Funny hockey podcast that he hosts in Australia uh, and he's in Sydney, Australia. And we learned and talked to him all about hockey, professional hockey, if you can call it that. It's semi-pro hockey really in Australia. We learned about the quote unquote arenas they play in, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> what else? Yep. Uh, just like interesting facts about who can actually play in the teams, which you'll hear all about. Um, It was super interesting to hear how many rinks are in Australia in general. Um, The number's low, folks. The number's real low. Yeah. If you thought, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you you thought thought the UK or your city (laughs) had a low number of rinks, uh, wait till you hear this from, from Greg. So that's coming up in a little bit. Yep. And so before we, we pass it on over to Greg, I think we need to talk a little bit about our brackets because they're, oh, yeah. they're a mess. They're an absolute oh, mess. For sure. I mean, 
so many upsets. The first round is done. First round of the playoffs is over. We've already seen many games of the second round. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about, uh, do we want to talk about predictions? And then as we talk about the predictions, we can sort of rattle off our thoughts on how the teams yeah. did in the previous rounds. Yeah, absolutely. Something like that. All right, let's start with the Vegas. Vegas Golden Knights is pl- are playing the Vancouver Canucks. I'm really excited for this series. I <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. I mean, I I really like the Canucks, and the Knights are just so good. I know. It's just like you're kind of like, oh, dang, they're freaking – okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't even know about a prediction. I feel like every prediction I've been giving so far <laughs> – I suck at, I don't even want to jinx anybody at all, but um, it's tough. I think the Knights are just too good. And I think that they could, could beat the Canucks. Um, But I don't know. I I wish it was the opposite way around. When the season paused was very, very, very beneficial for the Knights because they had so many of their star players were out with injuries when the season Mm -hmm. was on pause and almost all of them are back in the lineup now. And that's, proven to be really helpful for them. I don't know if this would be the situation for the Knights had the season ended uh, on the regular schedule. Oh, also just for, you know, to have it on the record since the last time we talked, the Hawks, the Blackhawks were still in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They are not. And I'm very sad about it. I was very, uh, disappointed it felt like just so like I had no faith watching them play it was so disheartening because they really wanted it you could see them really trying they put up a good fight though against the Knights like they didn't just hand it over you know like there was Mm -hmm. goals scored there was overtimes like there was a good challenge so everybody's on social media has been trying to remind me to focus on the positives that like we got this far that we have a bright future. You were just future. excited. You were just excited that they made it to the playoffs. I was. Remember? I know. But and, it was and you still... said, if we don't get any further, then it's okay. But I, I mean, I, I feel your pain. I'm letting you have, I'm letting you have your moment right now. I need to like <laughs> wallow for a second in my sadness. I think it was, yeah. it was like, they were so close to really advancing that it was just like, oh, you know, it's now, let me ask you this. If they were to have advanced, yeah, do you think that they would have made it further? No, no. Yeah. We just don't have the defense. And Crawford, while had some incredible performances, mm-hmm. also had some really horrible performances not incredible yes <laughs> so probably no but uh anyway so it's okay i'm proud of the boys i'm i'm glad they really showed some of their skill and talent and and the ability to really hang with in there with the knights made me mm-hmm. happy to see that means there's a bright future there and uh, off to next season. I mean, it could have been uh, like what happened to the Yotes and the Avs. I mean, the Avalanche just like beat the dead good. dog. They were 
beating a dead dog with like seven to zero, like that whole series. Oh my God, it was so painful. That is a terrible line. Beating a dead dog. That's so bad. You well, there's say the, like beating the, a dead fish because no one cares about fish. Well, it's the saying is dead horse, but the yotes are like a dog, right? That's true. And that's how that it is- felt. That's how awful it was. It was like, stop, stop, stop hurting the dog, you know? Like, that's how it felt, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's no, true. I don't, I don't support beating animals in any capacity. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> We're going to go to uh, now abs and, and stars, which where have the stars been? I don't, were, I don't know. They, I don't know. They were sleeping and then they like were hung over and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we just took a lot of electrolytes. We're, we're ready to play. Seriously. Sagan scored. Ben got an assist. Like all of a sudden their star players are performing. They're doing well. And it's one of those things where it's like, where, I mean, was it one of those like reverse psychology? Where like, oh, we're coming in. We're we're going to not play. We're, you're going to beat us. Uh-uh. Nope. We got you. We tricked you. Now we're coming in hot. It's good to see them alive, though. And I'm glad that they're currently giving the Avalanche a real run for their money. Because the Avalanche mm-hmm. are not looking as good as... I mean, they were better offensively. Like, more time was spent in the Stars' end. Like, but... I don't know. I think it'll be a pretty well-matched series. I think so too. So who are you gonna take? Ugh, I don't want to take either of them. That's how I feel. Um, let's go with the stars. All right, I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with the abs. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have some rivalry here, right? Exactly. Oh, and can we talk about the fact that no one is playing that song Gloria anymore because the Blues got knocked out in the first round? Hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but that actually, that I'm happy about it because I want a new team to win. Same. Me too. And not a new team as in like the newest team as in like the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not <laughs> saying I only want them to win. I'm just saying I want like a team who hasn't won in a very long time to win. All right. Well, I hope that comes true. You know, it would be really great if the Canucks could get that. I, it would be really cool. I wouldn't it, be mad at that one. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Um, all right, all right Philly have- on the Islanders. Island, I'm picking the Islanders. I, I just, I have to. I, I don't care if they're like least likely to win. It doesn't matter. I'm picking the Islanders. You know that one's tough. I'm, I'm picking Philly, but the Isles are are coming out. So. Uh, but I, I'm I'm picking Philly. I have to say, Nate Thompson showed class act on because he now plays for Philly. He was traded from the Habs to the Flyers, and he sent out a tweet wishing best of luck to the Habs and wow, kind of praised how how much that he appreciated and supports coaching staff, organization, fans, players, all that stuff. And he told. Anybody who is a Habs fan, they should be very excited for the future. Not word for word, obviously don't mark my words, but read his tweet. And I just thought it was, I mean, Nate Thompson, I mean, he's, he's been through a lot. And I mean, I did not like him when he was on the Ducks, played for the Kings for a little bit, but um, I just thought that was a, a really cool thing for Nate to do. And, and I think uh, I'm, I'm picking Philly for Nate. because I think Nate deserves that. <laughs> 
And now the last series we have is the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Boston Bruins. Yeah. I hate to say it because all along I have gone against Tampa, but I think in this series I'm picking Tampa. Um, yes, I'm going to back you on that one. I'm worried about Boston. Even though Tuca is not playing anymore, I don't remember the name of their backup goalie, but he's that the goaltending is not a, an issue with Boston, clearly, since they got out of the first round. But I just don't know if they can handle that offense in Tampa. Do you think, now this is just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. Tampa has been a front runner for the past few seasons. And Tampa knows they're good. Mm-hmm. And I think they're forced with some challenges. And I think that they know, okay, well, maybe we're not as good as we think we are. Right? Right. Do you think Boston now has that where they think they are so good that they're going to choke? And they're like, well, maybe we're not as good as we think we are. Yeah. I think that I think you're right. I, I agree with that assessment with Boston. I think finally Tampa has had some sort of I don't know, drive to really want to win, not just to rest on their laurels and and really they're showing a different kind of energy on the ice than they have in previous playoffs. And Boston well, yeah, isn't showing goes- that. Yeah, and I think it goes back to Tampa has been the front runner for so many years and they, you know, abort mission, basically. (laughs) And I think that they're kind of embarrassed and I think that they're like, guys, we can't do this anymore. And I think the same thing happened with the Caps where they're like, we're so good, blah, blah, blah. We keep aborting, but we're not going to suck this year in Ovi's words. And then they win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope that there there's some fire under Tampa and they can prove that they really are as good as the records have said that they are over the last couple of years. Let's see it. Let's see it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring your okay. A game, Tampa. Let me see it. Let me see it on the ice. Let's see you. Let's see who you are. Let's see who you say you are. Oh, we can a little gangster up in here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go, oh. Tampa. Uh, That's funny. But how about uh, the Capitals firing their head coach? That happened. Dicey. Um, oh, oh. And have you read any of this drama that's been going on with Vegas and Marc-Andre Fleury and his agent? His I just saw something come through on my phone as like a breaking news that he had uh, the agent delete a tweet that was controversial or something yeah. like that. Girl, let but me I did tell not you read the it. story. Let me tell you the story in case somebody listening is like, what are you girls talking about? I need to know what you're talking about. There's a painting done of Marc-Andre Fleury on the ice with a sword stabbed in the back with the coach's name on the sword. De- 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 I don't know how to say his name. DeBoer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. The Vegas Knights coach's name is on the sword, and it's like he's stabbing Andre Fleury in the back. And his Marc-Andre Fleury's agent posted that picture on Twitter basically saying like screw you for not having Marc-Andre play 
every single game of the playoffs because at the beginning of this series, uh, the coach of the Knights was saying he was going to rotate no matter what between both goalies, between Leonard mm-hmm. and Flurry. That was his plan, and that's what he has done, right? I yeah. think mm-hmm. pretty accurately. So I don't know. There's some kind of drama, but Mark Andre Flurry had his agent remove the tweet. And there has got to be some kind of major drama happening, like under the surface that we just don't know about. Because that's like a pretty aggressive move, especially and like sort of really out of left field for an who, agent. Who made the painting? I don't know. It was like a like an artist's drawing or or actual painting of. Andre, Mark Andre making a save and like a knife being stabbed in the back. Like, Jesus, you know, it was like- It's a little weird. Yeah. It's a little weird. I don't know how I feel about that. I I don't feel great about it. I think it's a little hot and a little aggressive, but like no matter what's happening behind closed doors, I think like posting a picture like that, is it really funny? Like, that's not actually funny because it was, like, no. very dramatic. You know, there's, yeah. like, the line of of making fun of, you know, coaches getting fired and the memes and stuff like that. This was not a meme, people. This was, like, a very, like, serious thing. Wow. Yeah. So Crazy. Stay tuned for the drama. Yeah. <laughs> no shortage. I mean, this is a little unlike the NHL. I don't, and it's I don't, a little I, unlike Flurry having drama because he's yeah. so normal. Like, okay, not normal. That wasn't the right word to say. But, you know, like yeah. low-key, like go-with-the-flow kind of guy. Wow, interesting. I got to say. See how that ends out. Yeah, I'm not I – don't, I don't really like seeing this kind of stuff. That's right. something that you can deal with behind closed doors off the ice. Yeah. Like, certain things do need to be publicized. Um, like – things that go on in the league where, you know, I don't want to get down the wrong road here, but like, you know, the firing of Mike Milbury, the announcer, Mm -hmm. like, okay. You know, a lot of people have strong opinions one way or the other on that. And the comments he made about the boys not being distracted by women in the bubble Okay. Which is funny because we will get to a conversation mm-hmm. around this later in this podcast with Greg. Yes. Ironically, it was yeah. obviously unplanned, but it was right before. Yeah, we talked right about before this happened, yeah. before any of this happened. Yeah. You know, it's one thing for you and I to say that on a podcast, right? Where we have the freedom to say whatever we want and Mm -hmm. voice our true opinions and say, well, yeah, there aren't any distractions in the bubble for the guys. That includes families, like Mm -hmm. family, not just women. He didn't use quite the right phrasing for sure. And it was derogatory towards women, but I don't think that's maybe really what he was trying to say. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we live in such strange times where anything you say can be offensive. Offensive. I mean, anything yeah. you or I have ever said on this podcast, if we ever got looked at by NBC to be their Mike Milbury replacement, yeah. like <laughs> I'm sure they would be like, ah, uh, yeah, we can't hire no. either of you. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, and we've I'm never sure s- we've said plenty of offensive things, but like, you know, we haven't our, tried to. Yeah. No, the intention isn't, isn't for that. So my thoughts are that this one incident with Mike Milberry isn't the reason they asked him to leave, whatever, however you want to phrase it. I think that there's like a zero tolerance yeah. uh, rule that has maybe been more in place now than ever. And I think, um, and it's not just with, with hockey. It could be, you know, with any sport, I think that because anything and everything you could potentially say could be taken offensive. And with social media now, um, you can get a bad rep within seconds. So I, I think that with, you know, the new, zero tolerant well not necessarily new but a zero tolerance rule regardless underground in on screen off screen whatever it is you can get let go like that um and i think it's good but at the same time i think that i think you should have a reason to be able to explain yourself yes to try to correct it rather than forever having a bad rep i think that everyone deserves to be able to say you know I did say this, own up to it. I did say this. I did not mean to say this, or I did say this. And I understand the consequences for it because right now, I mean, right. He just said, I'm sorry for my, and the poor guy is probably, well, not poor, but you know, the guy's probably sitting there and be like, wow, I really messed up. I, I wish I could say something where everyone could be able to hear it, but he may not be able to say that now. Right. I mean, he could just say, I'm sorry for the words that I said. Right. But that, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know that those fall on uh, deaf ears. I think that's the same. Yep. I think that's what's happening where like now they just, it's just become the norm. Like they, somebody says something offensive. You just say, oh, I'm really sorry. And then, okay. But like, do you really mean that? Are you just saying that because you think you have to say that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think we're living in a different time. I think things yep. society-wise have changed and we and it's currently changing. Mm-hmm. And I I don't, I don't know what's going to be acceptable or not anymore. I mean, the thing that he said though is true. Like I mean, is it not true? Yeah. That like because like you don't have, there are no distractions because they're in the bubble. Right. Yeah. The way he said it, not good, for sure, no. not good. But right. like, I don't know. But I, I mean, know. I mean, we've talked about it before. It's like you're in a bubble with yeah. your teammates. There are zero distractions, and. And that means for a wide variety of things. Like you are literally put into a bubble with your team to play hockey. Everything else kind of just, yes, you can FaceTime and phone call and this and that. But like the deal was like to keep everybody safe. Nobody's welcome, but you, you have to be with your teammates. You can't really do much other than that. This is the shit we're dealing with in the real world now. And yeah, I'm not a sympathizer of, of women being um, objectified. I, no. I, I don't stand for that. I ju- I'm just trying to see both sides of the, of the coin and, think, and try to understand it because yeah. 
you know, where is the moral line then, you know, like if, if, a, if Catherine Tappan had said that, would she have gotten fired? Mm-hmm. If Catherine Tappan said, well, there's no women there to distract the guys. Well, then is that okay? Or is it just because right. a man said it? So I right. think I'm just trying to explore this uh, yeah. as I talk about it on a podcast, which is probably not a great idea. And I should probably no, figure like, that out before I do. No. But I think a lot of people are having these conversations, yeah. not just... I think you're making valid points. And I, and I think that there's a fine line between... Well, the point you obviously made, but I think there's a fine line between... And I obviously don't want to get crap for this, but of being... a not being offended mm-hmm. and just like putting on like your big boy pants or your big girl pants and being like, you know what? That probably was not the right thing to say, but whatever. It's not directly, you know, affecting my life. So I'm just going to move on mm-hmm. rather than being like, Oh my gosh, that offended me. Like right. there's a fine line between, you know, being offensive or not being offend- offended by it and just, and just moving on. And I think that's what our world needs to a little bit more of now, rather than saying everything is offensive, just not everything is offensive. It's you that you personally, that probably are feeling offended by it, but are you feeling offended because you actually are offended or because you think you should feel offended by it? Boom. I agree with you a hundred percent. So, and it's not just, you can't just like call people out on social media for saying something. It, it's beyond right. that. It, go, it goes with like, is how are your actions represented in real life? Are you actually uh, saying these things to people in person when you're hearing mm-hmm. stuff that you don't want to hear? Or if somebody right. says an offhanded comment like Milbury did about the women thing, like I wouldn't mm-hmm. have taken that personally. Right. Offense. I would not personally have been offended by that. But it would be one of those things where you're like, ooh, that was a little, yeah, that was a little dicey. But yeah, I mean, you gonna go he's on like, not ooh. wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. But is he right? Probably not. But you know what? That's Maybe. You shouldn't just, have just, said that on a broadcast yeah. to no, millions of people. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I don't know. But that's like the, the flip side of the broadcasting coin is they say, and I've heard this firsthand as a host. It's like, but we want your personality. Like, show me your personality. Like, we right. want to know who you are. So right. you're asking him to be himself, but still, but not. And it's like, but okay. Personal people, opinions maybe aren't the best thing to show your personality. So then you're scripted again. Right. And that's not personality. Right. And then, you know, you make a mistake and you say something like he did, and here we are. Uh, here I don't we are, know. we're talking about it. That's and... why That's why we have a podcast and we can say whatever we want. <laughs> exactly. Except for a few choice words that are not allowed on the network. Yep. And which those... we would never say anyway. <laughs> no. We delete those words if they're said. Um, yes. And we don't use those words to begin with. Um, no. Thank you to the podcast or for the network yeah for having those rules in place yes we support that i just try to be a good person man i just want to be a good person every day that's all i try to do and that's and all that's we can thing. do that's the thing it costs zero dollars to be a decent human being yeah so just be decent that's and, it and people are gonna make <laughs> mistakes 
Yeah. Humans are going to make mistakes. I'm going to say something. You're going to say something. Yeah. Mike Milbury is going to say something. Catherine Tappan might say something. I mean, yeah. we all can make mistakes. We're humans. We're not perfect. That's all I got to say about that. Not a big fan of drama in the NHL. No, I don't fan. like it. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't want us to become like some of the other professional sports. Yeah, no. And some of it needs to be left at the door. Like yep. Mike Milbury's story, yes, brought to public's attention because it was something he said publicly. And he has a history of saying things that are a little out of line. Yeah, Fleury's agent posting a picture of his client being stabbed in the back by a coach. Mm, not so much. Let's leave that off social media. Yeah, let's that, that didn't need to within be within the family drama to be worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's where that belongs, and that didn't have to be public. And he made it public. Let's go anyway. Let's go. Let's go what, learn about uh, hockey in Australia. Let's let's go. Let's go do it. Our podcast is proud to be on the Hockey Podcast Network, and the network is home to many other incredible podcasts, including this one. Hello, bonjour, hello, hey, hiya, and previet hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast. The show where two blokes from Blighty talk about everything to do with European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. From the Russian KHL to the Swedish Hockey League, the Finnish Liga to the Swiss National League, the British Elite League to the Alps Hockey League, we talk about anything and everything European hockey. Catch our podcast every Friday from August the 28th, however you get your podcasts, and on the Europuck Podcast YouTube channel. The Europuck Podcast, giving you guys European hockey. Welcome to the house, Greg Savoy. He is the host of the hockey podcast, Pucking Funny, all the way from Sydney, Australia. Welcome to the house. Well, thank you so much for having me there. We want to learn more about the ice hockey culture in Australia from you, because that's where you're based, but you're not from there, right? That's all correct. I grew up in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, Habs fan my entire life. I also lived 10 years in Vancouver, BC, so my Western team would be the Canucks, Uh, but Habs first and foremost. And um, I met my now wife online about 12, 13 years ago. Uh, So online, therefore, she's Australian. She visited me a few times in Vancouver. I visited here. Uh, We hit it off. We've been married 10 years and have two wonderful children. And we're in Sydney, like you said, the Sydney area. Wow. Do you miss Canada, like, at all? Or are you happy to be in Australia? Oh, I, I love it here. I'm, I miss the people, the family, the friends, going to hockey. Although there, we will get into, there is a lot of hockey, going to NHL games, I suppose I should say. All okay, right. But now online, you can watch it all, so it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And um, I do not miss the ice and snow. So any Canadians <laughs> or Americans out there, your winter's coming up. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'll be going to the beach. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my God, that's great. So how did you get into covering hockey? Did you play? Obviously you're a fan, like Breezy and I are fans. Breezy's dabbled in playing, you know, recreationally. I'm just learning to play. Um, tell us a little bit of your background of, of hockey and, and getting into covering it with your podcast. Most good Canadians in my generation, I grew up with skates on. My parents put me on skates, three or four. We had, I'm a little older than uh, you two. So if I say cheese cutters, do you know what I'm referring to? Skates that are cheese cutters? No. no. You put that on kids. I don't think they do it anymore, but there's two blades instead of one. From about six or seven until my mid-teens, I played um, just locally, but I played on organized hockey. So I'm rather versed in the sport. Being from Montreal, everybody knows hockey. You love or you hate the Habs. Most of us do love them. And um, I always followed hockey, even when I moved here. Um, Ten years ago, I moved here. Um, I knew that hockey would be one of the things that I would miss the most. To some people, that might sound strange, but not to you two, I'm sure. No, and not to anybody listening. (laughs) Covering hockey? I never covered. I was never a journalist, never anything like that. It's just uh, my passion for the sport. I've been listening to podcasts for years and years and years. I, and at first, I guess what's a bit, um, not concerning, but you're like, how am I going to get guests? Who's going to talk to, I quote, nobody, because you, know, you don't have a name. And the hockey community, because I haven't tried other sports, so I want this on other sports, but I think hockey is a lot better for that. Like I've spoken, if you go back to uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Rudy, everybody knows Kelly Rudy. He's been on my show. Bernie Nichols. One of you is a Kings fan. You know Bernie Nichols, right? That's crazy. <laughs> I remember uh, Bernie Nichols. He's been on. Yep. Um, I'm going way back, but from my hometown Canadians, Chris Nyland, the enforcer from back the 80s. And I, I grew up watching Chris. I was almost, I was a bit starstruck. Wow. The guy that I watched... He was the enforcer, won the cup in 86. I was like, holy shit, he's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to do like any prep to like get yourself ready for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you like pumping <laughs> yourself first, up? You're like, you're fine, you're fine, you're message, fine. You you know, like, I'm sending a message to, because I, I sort of, um, like I said, I was didn't know how. I just, I'll just send a message through Instagram or whatever social media they're on to see yeah. what happens. And then I'm starting to get, responses i'm like whoa they're actually looking at the messages and answering and interested <laughs> not what do i do next but i'm like okay let's just get into it what, what did i always want to ask chris Nyland? i asked him what did you ask him <laughs> when i talked to former players mm-hmm. uh go through their career so you played here how was your junior experience because as you know um in north america the junior experience is really special for those guys yeah. The guys that played major junior in Canada or the States, well, Canada, I guess, uh, is really a special experience that when they were the world juniors. So I went through that and then he got drafted. So I went, okay, you got drafted. How did that feel? Because he was the, back then there was like 13 or 15 rounds at the draft. He was drafted next to last. Chris Nyland was in 1970, 230, something ridiculous. And even he he did college hockey, which back then was not. Not how uh, it is today, no. Not how it is today. The teams didn't really look at college players like they do today. <laughs> so he was a bit surprised. And he's from Boston originally. 
So to be drafted by Montreal was like, like he told me, like most hockey players will say, I was just happy to be drafted. But he did find it ironic that Montreal, that the Bruins (laughs) arch nemesis, but he said, I'm drafted, I'm going to go in. And that was 78. So when Montreal was really good. So so I just went through that. Montreal uh, was really good at one point. Oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> it's so hard to remember because, like, in my lifetime, I don't think they've ever been very good. I will not. I will be a gentleman. I will not ask your age or your birth. But the last time Montreal won the Stanley Cup is the last time a Canadian team did. That it was 1993. Were you born? Okay, I was alive, but I was okay. a little young, so I don't really remember that time. Right. Okay. I'm. I, I, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, Greg. You are. That's all right. I'm to, but I, I am one of those Montreal fans that will go, we got 24 cups more than anybody. Yes. But like most you're, people. You're the Chicago like, fan will go, yeah, but we went three and six years like 10 exactly. years ago. Not even. <laughs> exactly. We're the best team of the last decade. What do you want? Let's go. Are you? Ugh. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. She, she just, you know, chest bumped you. Yeah. You're, you're the most successful team of the last decade. I'll give you that. We the NHL said we were, so therefore we are. Oh, did they? Did <laughs> they, they did. They named us the the best team of the last decade. Okay, okay. Of the tw- I, I, I cannot argue twenty ten to twenty twenty or whatever. Yeah, however, they I can't do that. really argue that. It's like it's like Montreal would not be close. It'd be you, LA, or Pittsburgh. So yeah. Okay. <gasps> oh, it's fun. It's fun. Okay, so we'll come back to more about your podcast and your guests, but dive into the ice hockey world in Australia for us. Um, so you've been there for 10 years and you've had a good, you know, time to get to know everything that's going on. So we do know that there's the Australian ice hockey league. What can you, yeah, the AIHL, what can you tell us, tell us a little bit about the teams and the history and whatever, you know, for our audience to familiarize themselves with it. Of course. So uh, I will begin by saying I do appreciate and my audience, if they listen to this, or if I will put it on, that you, you're calling it ice hockey. Here, hockey by itself, unless I'm wearing this jersey or somebody <laughs> figures, would mean what we call field hockey. Mm-hmm. Right. So ice hockey is what they call it here. The history, and I don't know all of it, before the AIHL, they've been playing ice hockey in Australia since the early 1900s. That's how far back it goes, yes. So originally the English came here, as you probably know, so it would be in that, there probably would have been some Canadians. And one of the very first, uh, not necessarily an ice making machine, uh, but refrigeration um, machines that keep the ice cold in rinks, okay? Not as great as they are today, was manufactured in Australia in the late 1800s in order to send beef on ships from here back to England. You have to keep it refrigerated or it'll go bad. So they had that technology and somebody said, um, I assume an expat Canadian or something, can we use this to make ice and then skate on it and play hockey? So it does go that far back. Wow. That's interesting. (laughs) In regards to the AIHL, there are, I believe, eight teams, and Brisbane is meant to get a new team next year. They've put a bid uh, to get a new team. The the AIHL, normally, not this year with COVID, everything's off and doesn't count. 
usually would play in what's winter here. So approximately April through September. Okay. And they only play on the weekend, the games that is. They practice during the week. The players are not paid. It's not a professional league. They get travel, but they have day jobs. It is literally a, like the old, you, you know, when you hear about the old NHL, all the guys had to work over the summer. What this is the AIHL. Wow. These guys have a quote, normal day job. They play hockey on the, they practice during the week, but they practice on the weekend. They're not paid. Their travel, their expenses, their meals while playing would be paid, but that's about it. I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive, but it's almost like a professional beer league yeah. down in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Okay. The one question I'm often asked, and I'm guessing you're going to get to that, is what's the caliber of hockey? Like how good or not good are they? I would, one level below the ECHL is about the caliber. Oh, okay. Which is still pretty good. Yeah. Which, I mean, the East Coast Hockey League, you have to be pretty damn good to make it. Right. I'm not one of – yeah, there, there are those people that go, oh, you weren't even drafted, you're no good. And <laughs> you're almost drafted, you're really good. So the ECHL is a very good league, right? I'd say this is about one level lower. Each team has a, a maximum, I think, of four import players. So I'm from Europe, Canada, the States, and so on. And they are not allowed an import goalie. Uh, the the two main reasons for that is goalie is such an important position, as we all know, in hockey, that if you manage to import some guy who just, you know, it's Marc-Andre Fleury retires, oh, bring uh, Marc-Andre Fleury here. He, like, that team, would, uh, just to get back to the caliber, if they ma some team managed that, they'd win every game. It wouldn't even be yeah. close. It would okay. not even be close. So... Uh, that's why you're not allowed an import goalie, as well as they want to develop the local, the local boys and the local men here at that um, position. Matt Climey, some people might know him. He had a cup of coffee in the NHL, played on the Coyotes for a bit, because uh, I've had him on the show, and he actually played with Paul Bissonnette. I was like, <gasps> you played with oh. Biz Nasty! <laughs> you played with Biz? <laughs> oh, did. my God. In I was like... I was like, this is as close to spitting chicklets as I'll ever get. Yes. <laughs> I understand. Anyway, um, Matt played, like I said, a cup of coffee. He was a backup on oh Dallas as well, Dallas. And, and he came here for a year um, and played. So there are some former AHLers and NHLers that, that do come here as uh, imports. When I spoke with Matt, he was like, I played in the, um, the AHL, the NHL. I'd made the money because even a backup goalie in the NHL, you'll make decent coin, right? Mm -hmm. He said, I retired. I can take a year off to Australia. That's what I did. And I can still, still play hockey. So yeah, that's the type of imports they'd get. Yeah. That's what I love about hockey players. This is like, they're just like, yeah, I made enough money in like the leagues. I got this offer to go to Australia, live there for a year, play hockey. I'm at the end of my career. Oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go. <laughs> what about the other way, Breezy? Who were you saying was the um, Australian outside of that yeah. guy? Was there someone else? Yes, uh, Nathan Walker. But Nathan Walker, he he was born in the UK, but he grew he up in Australia. So they Correct. just are saying that he is. A, the most current uh, Australian player in the league right now. So he's under contract with the Blues, 
as of this year, any place for the San Antonio Rampage. His two Australian parents, they moved back to Sydney, where they're from, when he was very young. Mm -hmm. uh, he grew up in Sydney, played not in the AIHL because he was young. He, um, he played what they call the junior leagues here, but he did play okay. here in Sydney. So because his parents are Australian, he was, he's an Australian uh, citizen. Huh. Yeah, that's So he that's is the cool. first player of Australian citizenship to make the NHL and still the oh, only one. That's pretty and, cool. And with uh, Nathan, which I'm still trying to get on. <laughs> Nate, listen to this. I'm sure this is more popular than fucking funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about like recreational hockey in Australia. Are there arenas? Are there, is there ice? Can you go play are there beer leagues like what is that lifestyle like if you wanted to just you know play some hockey once a week there are eight arenas in the entire country that's Ooh, it arenas in the entire country you heard me right wow and eight that's australia is a big country it's just slightly smaller than canada in in um <laughs> in there's a lot less people like there's a well, right. 23 to 25 million people. Okay. Eight arenas. So are the eight arenas the ones where all the teams in the AIHL play? And so then how does the recreational side of it work? Like you just... Well, well like I said, the AIHL and the, a the WAIHL, uh, first of all, the W play the opposite season. Okay. So the AIHL plays okay. like, like I said, April to September or so. And the women... The women's league plays October to March. So there is year-round high-level hockey or has level as high level as there you have here. And they both of those leagues only play on the weekends, on Saturdays and Sundays, because again the players have right. day jobs. Right. Do they charge ticket prices like to go into the arena? It's not expensive, but uh, like what? Like what's like a glass seat? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at a glass. Okay, when I say arenas, <laughs> no. you're, you're, you're thinking Bell Center or United Center. Yeah. No. no. You got to think of probably like, like Isoplex down the street or something. Okay, <laughs> okay the rink, you went for lessons. Oh, God. That had, had maybe 1,500 seats, you know, just the one side. Yeah. That's, That's the eight arenas. With like a snack shack? Yes. Yes. Supported <laughs> with the, uh, the, the roller. <laughs> yeah, with like the, the vending machine hot, hot chocolate. <laughs> yep. So what is it? Like $5 or uh, what? 10 or 15. That's I took it? my son to in February. If you guys remember that in December, January, we had big uh, bushfires here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, thankfully, our family were uh, not touched, okay, but fairly close to us there was, and the Sydney area was pretty badly damaged. Not the city of Sydney, but the surrounding areas. And so the two local AIHL Sydney teams, the Bears and the Ice Dogs, had a bush appeal um, game. So just a... Um, a charity game. A charity game and all the funds, and it was $20 a piece. And all the money went to that. That's like nothing. Yeah. 
yeah, that's like nothing. So I took my son there. Nice. <laughs> so fact, then it's I sent my wife a text message oh look there's a charity hockey game this and that she asked my Andre do you want to go to a hockey game with dad he's like what <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool and... so then it's very like casual there's no music at the games there's no oh, they, they, they do have a bit of pre-recorded stuff okay okay but it's it's very it's Canadians and Americans, I would call it your local ring, your local, local municipal ring. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so the team spirit is not very high. Oh, I mean, are, do they the sell jerseys? Are people wearing jerseys? Yeah, yeah. Are so there chants? Lots of merch. Like, lots of merch. Okay. Chance. And that Bush Appeal game that I took my son to, all right, it's just an exhibition game and it's, you know, everybody's going to have fun, whatever. But the thing about Australian hockey fans, ice hockey fans, man, they're into it. Really? As a Canadian, well, I was it's like, a nice oh. place to go. <laughs> As a Canadian. Well, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> again, an exhibition game. Mm-hmm. And it was the two Sydney teams. And, you know, obviously there's rivalry. Oh, man, people were chirping each other. The players, even I told my son, you know, this is an exhibition game, right? <laughs> <laughs> If the Habs play the Leafs in an exhibition game, I won't be chirping Austin Matthews. I mean, I might, but, you know, it doesn't – but, man, they were going at it. They were – they are very – like – and I think that's a hockey thing. Hockey fans are true. Now, there aren't obviously as many as in Canada or the States even proportionally because the bigger sports here are rugby, cricket, uh, even basketball is bigger. So hockey is still a niche sport, but the ones that follow it, man, they're intense. They're into it. So what's your team? Hmm? What's your... uh... I can't say that because I try to get players from all the teams. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What about what's your son's team? Oh. Uh, Probably the Sydney Bears. Sydney Bears, okay. If, If I were to choose a team, it would probably be the Melbourne Ice because I've had more players from, and they're the ones who, when I initially started pucking funny, I messaged all the teams. I shouldn't really be saying this. <laughs> Melbourne were the, were the first ones to answer right away. Who do you want to talk to? This and that. This looks great. And so on. And, and if we get okay. to the, I know I mentioned the types of players that Matt Climey was sort of the, probably one of the bigger imports they got the guy who retired and came here and played with Biz Nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is probably more in the women's league because I'm not, I'm actually more familiar with the WAIHL. So go figure. Well, tell us yeah. about that because yeah. that's fascinating in and of itself. I mean, we've talked to some of the, the women in the professional version of the tumultuous hockey situation here with the women's leagues. Yeah. But um that's a growing sport here. And that's fascinating that there is also a women's league that's pretty it, it prominent there because we talked to um, Chloe Young, who lives in Scotland. There's one team or two teams, right, Breeze? Yeah. That, and and it's like- Play each other. <laughs> they just play each other. There's like not a women's- I was gonna say, if there's only one team, who are they playing them? <laughs> right. I mean, it's like the it's women's- red and blue. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting that the women's side of it is 
pretty prominent in Australia, which is not something you hear very often. Tell us more about that. That's, that's another thing. It's it's not very well known. Even the AIHL or the WAI. Until I came here, I did not know there was hockey in Australia. There's six teams, and they play, like I said, in the opposite season of the men. So only on the weekend. You know how I mentioned the AI IIHF has world championships of different divisions and levels. Uh-huh. The Australian Women's Ice Hockey League at the last IIHF um, World Championships Division Two B Women's Division Two B took home gold. Oh! Won the World Championship Division Two B. What? Oh, that's cool. The, the women's game is strong. pretty, pretty, pretty strong. So to get back to the rinks, the rinks are avail- are open all the time. So during the week, there's a lot of, they call them junior leagues for the kids of different ages. So yes, there is that. Uh, the arenas, <laughs> which again are this very small sort of local ones to uh, Canadian and American standards, make most, uh, well, they're, all, they're owned by the municipalities, like by the towns, what they call here councils. They're owned and run by the councils. Ooh, councils. And they only make... Um, they make money or they break even by charging people for free skating. Like if I think my kid's skating, it'll cost whatever. That's where they make the money. It's not from the hockey. Do you think they could make money? Do you think there is enough of a fan base where if they charge, let's just say 40 bucks for the game that they could start to build the popularity and increase the, Pay or is that going to be a long time down the road? The the difficulty is the quickest way to do it, not necessarily the best. The quickest way would be more imports. If you bring in name imports, suddenly you can charge. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. If, um, like I said, somebody retires and come on over here for a year, we'll give you fifty grand, which to him is whatever pay my expenses, uh, a bit of a mud climby type thing. Right. Um, people would come and see a name. You're not developing the locals. You're just making money for mm-hmm. the league. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not... a little bit of both. You know, you got to bring in that name to get the butts and seats to see the other players and that there, whole. Over the last 10 years, because it's, well, this would have been the ninth year um, there's a man called Kerry Goulet that you might know. He's very active in the hockey community. And he organizes the Australian, uh, no, well, Canada versus USA Ice Hockey Challenge once a year. They didn't have it this year because of COVID and all that. Mm-hmm. They play. Okay, so, and they get relatively big names. Okay, uh, usually AHL guys. But one year Brent Burns came. Yes. One year, he didn't play, but he uh, hosted the event, Wayne Gretzky. You might have heard of him. Mm, maybe. <laughs> and actually, the year Gretzky came, which I believe was 2016, um, the big name NHLer they had was John Scott. Do you remember <laughs> John Scott? I do. Breezy remembers John Scott. <laughs> he was the enforcer who was, who was uh, voted in by the fans. Yeah. He was an enforcer, so I'd know no bit well. I'd like to talk to John Scott, so I don't want to say this. I was gonna say he, he had no business in an all-star game. 
But right. because you can vote in ballots, somehow people, somebody started, get John Scott in, get John Scott in, and he was voted in. Yep. And the NHL hated that. And they, then they took away like the fan vote because they didn't want that yeah, to happen Yeah, they took away the fan vote. Look up John <laughs> Scott 2016 All-Star Game. Anyway, get to the All-Star Game. John Scott scores two goals, gets named All-Star Game MVP. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> How many people do you think could fit in the Melbourne rink? Just to give people Melbourne. perspective. Melbourne. Sorry. <laughs> what are you saying? She said like Melbourne. How many... Yeah. Yeah. Melbourne. Uh, Bird. Melbourne. Okay. Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne, anyway. Melbourne. I, 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 I quote mispronounce it all the time. I get, I get, that's why I'm teasing. I no, this is yeah. good. We need no, to know. It's, it's Melbourne yeah. might. It's Melbourne might. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's what I said. I just pronounced it different. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I have an uh, accent too. I 1500. think the 15, 1500. Oh, that's, that's uh, the biggest one. That is the biggest rink in the country. That I know. Okay. So the biggest rink in the country is 1500. Wow. Now, do. Australians in general, do they follow the NHL? Forget yes. the AIHL. Do they well, follow the NHL? Yes. And those who do, like I said, are incredibly passionate about it. I, I've, I've had a, on the, on the podcast, I've had quote, just fans of hockey mm -hmm. and, and they will go through uh, every roster in the NHL. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I trust <laughs> I know my stuff, but I didn't know that. And right. um, yes, the the ones that do, and, and there's a good number, but again, it's a second tier sport here. It's not because people don't grow up with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not accustomed to it. But also those who get initiated to it, love it like that. Right. Of course they I, do, because it's the best. Yes. <laughs> And I mean, I know sometimes we say that tongue in cheek, but uh, when I moved here and some of my my now wife's friends, oh, Canada, this and ice hockey, whatever. I'm like, I'll show you a game. Then tell me what you think. They were like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say is the most popular NHL team in Australia? Just based off of people you've talked to or, or know of. Initially, it was all over the map. This this one person traveled to Vancouver, so it's the Canucks. This one person, their uncle was originally from New York City, it's the Rangers. So there's no, unlike us, where you're, it's usually where you're born is your team or your, if, you're, if your parents followed X. The one most common, and this is because of geography, a lot of Younger, well, younger Aussies who go to Canada, for instance, on um, one year working visa or student visa, because of the proximity is a funny <laughs> word, but the, the closest place in Canada to here is Vancouver, is BC. So the Canucks would be the most popular one. Okay. But again, only because of that, or because when people go to Canada, usually they'll fly into Vancouver. That's funny. So is there, is there like a, a player that people... Are, are drawn to the most out there? I mean, is it a Crosby? Um, is it a, a Kaner? Um, funny enough, and I said, you love or you hate Pittsburgh? Crosby is the yep. same. And it's the same here. Yeah, They love or they hate. And I I like Sidney Crosby for the Team Canada stuff. And we beat him on his birthday. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> talk true. about just... Yeah. 
breaking his heart. Jeez. Anyway, I I've always been a fan of Sidney Crosby, but there are some here that oh no, he's, you know, the, yeah. and you hear yeah. that it's the same uh, things that you hear in North America. He's a whiner. He's a this. He just gets his way. They're gonna get the first pick for. <laughs> yeah. And but the, and those who love him, he's the best player since Gretzky. I'm like, well, not quite, oh, but that's a little. Uh, that's not uh, much of a stretch, but yeah, I don't know if we could say that. He's, he's top good. ten all time. Is he top ten all time? Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> if you'd said no, I would I would have said maybe ten. But anyway, uh, yeah. so <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> no, we're not we're not reading today. <laughs> uh, no rating today. Nathan McKinnon comes up. Nathan McKinnon as one of the favorite players. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, like I said, of the Canucks uh, people love, um, is it Quinn News? Quinn. It's Quinn. Anyway. It's Quinn, yeah. It's Quinn. So the Canuck fans, Quinn News. Yeah. Um, Connor McDavid. So the, 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 the younger, ones. yeah. The hot and young guys. The younger ones, yeah. Like you won't hear, and I, I mean, I think you should, but you, you won't hear Jonathan Taves' name very often. No, but he's pretty underrated anyway i think you won't hear drew dowdy very often which i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i feel like he's kind of lover if you're not like a king's fan you're uh you're not a big fan of uh drew that's just Um, what i'm getting at (laughs) oh yeah for sure and just like um burnsy brent burns like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know that everybody in like outside of San Jose was like, yeah, Burns or Joe Thornton or anybody like that. If you're not as familiar with the sport in general and you don't know that those teams, you wouldn't be like, oh, how's Jumbo Joe doing today? <laughs> so, <laughs> good old Jumbo Joe. Yeah, I just, yeah. Tell us your favorite hockey hunk. These are the two questions we ask all our guests. So, this is question oh, one. Do you remember a few months back, Yaromir Yager put that picture of himself? Yaromir Yager. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I'm like his age. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll <take> on the <laughs> challenge. <laughs> what about I your like favorite it. hockey lady? Okay. Well, that's, that's besides you two? Of course. <laughs> yeah. How to do that? Manoreom. Manoreom. I actually got in touch, and she's apparently going to come on fucking funny. And that, that, <laughs> I'll admit this, it's a bit of a crush thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That is okay. Why are there, there's more now, but there's le- not as many women in hockey in general working on the TV, radio side, and media, but also on teams. And, and this is where I might get, it's often, or I don't know if it's because I'm looking at that, prettier ones or is that just me oh yeah no that's does that come into does that come into play because if oh, i were sure. yeah. in the u.s going, yeah if i was going to go to a job for cbc say i had the credentials whatever there'd be no is he good looking enough there'd be no none of that right that would not be relevant for the men no that, way for women for sure i think that has to be like the first thing on your resume is are you going to look good in front of the camera mm-hmm I think that's just what it comes down to. And then uh, followed by uh, your background. <laughs> for Whereas sure. Whereas for the men, it's the other way. Well, like even that's, that first part doesn't even come in, I don't think. 
Not at all, I don't think. It's like, do you no. know, you it's know your stuff, standard. you know, you need to have connections and whatever. That's, I get yeah. that, but. That's part of the the issue with women in sports broadcasting in general. And, it, and it's across all the sports where, um, you know, they want you to be big boob, blonde hair kind of thing, but you have to also be really smart and know what you're talking about. And the minute a woman says something that's maybe not as smart or as what the viewer who's male wants to hear, then she's discredited as like, oh, that bimbo doesn't know anything, you know? So it's this like double-edged sword that the women have to face of like, you have to be really pretty, but then that pretty is used against you when in all reality, it doesn't matter what the fuck you look like. If you're good at your job and can give us the information you need, you know, it shouldn't matter, but that's just not the way that the society works and people want to look at good looking people on TV. And that's sort of just been developed over the recent years, I would say. Uh, what do you think, Breezy? Uh, yeah, I agree. I think, um, yeah, I think you nailed John the head right there. I agree with everything you said. Yeah, it's... Uh, he, he did the same here, by the way. The, um, I mean, like I said, ho hockey is a second-tier sport, so there's not... I mean, they do have the YouTube channel, but that's not main. But, like, for the, the rugby and the cricket, the big sports here, the female sportscasters are, this, like, very... <laughs> Very Fit, tan, good on the eyes and cleavage, then you know but, right. but why why is not why they're first of all not as many right mm -hmm. and why are do they always look like that i'm like it's become sort of the norm unfortunately i think it should be changed you know and anybody should be able to but it's also really new for women to be in the professional sports world period right. especially even just from the athletic side women's at professional level sports is very new if if you're really going to look at history right and they're still very unpopular you know women's the women's leagues of you know even soccer they're the the USA women's soccer team is incredibly talented and I couldn't tell you where to watch them play. I couldn't tell you when their season is or anything. And I grew up playing soccer um, as a female. So I think there's just a little bit of a disconnect of things being caught up with women being respected as athletes and their skill level. And then also their ability to be able to <gasps> coach men and talk about men playing hockey as a woman oh my god you know i mean it's just sort of an old stereotype and a thing and if you do your work and you put in the time and you know your shit like Catherine tappan does then you're well respected and that's why she's in the position she's in and and will be for a long time you know but it's hard work and i'm sure she's dealt with a lot a lot about a lot, her looks and men just staring at her cleavage and the whole thing and that's just you know part of the and, and struggle there, there's, yeah because there's also the fact that just because someone is pretty or handsome doesn't mean they're, they're good no it doesn't mean they're good but it doesn't mean they're not good eat like it should not right. be relevant you're smart or you're good right you're good looking that look <laughs> but it's tv baby i got no problems with that but it's 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 not <laughs> relevant to a profession here 
Right. But it's like entertainment TV world where when, for whatever reason, that's sort of the norm. People go like, oh, you're on TV. You have to look and talk and be a certain way then. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's starting to change though with social media and different people of all shapes and sizes, you know, having shows, having podcasts, putting out their unique niches of content. I think that'll start to shift it over time. On the Melbourne Ice, there's a player called Christina Julian, who I interviewed. She's an expat Canadian living here now. So she was a, um, an import player, forward. She played up to university called University in Canada, which is fairly high. And she played soccer in the summer in Canada to the level that she made the Canadian national team at the World Cup. What? That's the kind of athletes that even the WAIHL gets. And that fucking funny gets. (laughs) World (laughs) Cup of soccer player. Seriously. See, these are things that like, she's a wickedly talented athlete. And she just, it just goes underneath the the bar of press and media that's the type of person christina that that comes to australia because i think she came just for work and and then i'm like you are one really big athlete that nobody knows yeah and it's not just because you're a woman well i think that's a big part of it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i do too and as as a very good canadian and hockey player she was so humble about it of course. Like, oh, I just play hockey. I'm, I'm like, you don't just play hockey. You don't just play soccer and make the World Cup. Right. You're effing good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the so, way, because that's your dog. I know I'm, I'm on a tangent and you're going to close that. Because we mentioned favorite players and so on. We have a beagle uh-huh. that I've called Crosby. Ooh, Crosby. You know why? Well, why? It's like, because we live in Sydney, so he's Sydney's Crosby. Oh, Whoa. there you go. Well, my dog right here that you can, you can see, he's an Australian Shepherd, and his name is Mate. 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 Good night, mate. What is it about hockey people and dogs? We, all, we are dog people. We are not cat people. Absolutely. There's a few players that are, uh, are cat people, but... Really? Yeah. Jack Campbell, he's he has a cat. There's a couple other ones, but mostly Jack Campbell. Now, so. He's on the loose now, yeah. But um, all dog people, yeah, all dog people. They're great the, companions. The, the, the what the the players or managers or whatever, even wives that I follow on on Instagram, whatever. It's all it's all mm-hmm. dogs. It's all dogs. Yep. Yeah. I think that goes to the the buddy team mentality like your dog yeah. is your buddy your sidekick like you hockey players you could like wrestle with the dog you can play mm-hmm. with the dog you can be like you know but with a cat yeah. you're like hello you know like they're hello. not gonna be like hi little kitty cat you yeah. know like i don't see that sort of personality yeah. i rushing. mean mate mate chases pucks for me so it's i mean we just nice. do it in the room but <laughs> see i mean he he barks and kind of I mean, he's a good defender but uh that's that's as much as he goes but i mean i would say i mean players can even practice with their pets and it's fun i mean i have fun you doing can practice with, with a cat though no that's true though a, a dog uh, you could like you can play with you can't play with a cat no right? a cat would be that's like true. 
fuck you doing? Eh, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, tell everybody where they can follow you and listen to Pucking Funny. Yes. So uh, the podcast is Pucking Funny, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, the full name is Grégoire Savoy on Facebook, G-R-E-G-O-I-R-E. If you type in Greg Savoy or Pucking Funny, you'll probably find me. Uh, Pucking Funny Podcast on Twitter, Pucking Funny Pod on Instagram. I'm, I'm getting, because I'm older, I'm just getting into how to use Instagram. That's the old white male thing there right there, right? Isn't it? But, but okay. I, I am doing it. Really appreciate you guys having me on your show. You have great guests, so I don't know why you chose me. Teasing. Because <laughs> we, we needed some Australian insight. Some Australian content, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love talking AIHL, WAIHL. Um, actually, just getting into the history, the history of that ice-making machine and so yeah. on. So it's all great stuff. Um, hopefully... People get um, to listen to this and a bit educated that, yes, there is hockey here. Yeah. And it's very should, interesting. <laughs> or should I correct myself and call it ice hockey? You should. Ice hockey. That's what you got to do. <laughs> well, right. thank you so much for uh, for coming on and giving us a little lesson in the uh, Australian hockey world. And, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're really excited for this one. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.